Hello everyone. Welcome to Whiskey and Weird. My name is Lauren Liker and I'm learning about whiskey and I'm embracing all the weird in the world, including me and you. I hope you'll join me. Hey everybody. I am uh, to get started those of you listening in later on the podcast um, and might be new I always start this podcast by kind of blessing and clearing my space Um, just I want it to be a fun happy creative productive space for me and and um, partly you know my reason for doing this was kind of put myself out there (laughs) Um, and in the beginning it was really kind of terrifying and this helped me feel a little better. So now it's become, become a part of, um, of what I do every time. So I bless with a little, um, sage, white sage and some Palo Santo and just clear out the energy, um, that's not going to serve me and my creativity here tonight. Um, So there, that's done. Kind of make it a happy, healthy place for me. And, um, and you, you are probably wondering where you landed. You're here at Whiskey and Weird. Um, and, uh, I'm starting season two this, this evening, um, season two, episode one. And, um, I, I've really missed doing this actually. It was, it was nice to take a little break, but I've missed it the last few weeks, um, and for those of you who might be new, those of you who've never listened in, um, the whole concept behind Whiskey and Weird was really just something that came to me. If you listen back, you'll get a little bit of the history too, but if you don't want to do that, um, I'm, I'm new to the whiskey thing. Um, I feel like I've learned a lot though, so I'm ex- really excited about that. And so I taste whiskey, just my novice tasting ability on um, every episode and then I talk about weird things and um, so far I mean the kinds of things that most people would would maybe not get get into um, or avoid or maybe don't really think about and um, but the real reason is that you know we all have something about ourselves that we're afraid to show up with and we're afraid to show to the world and um I wanted to be an example of just kind of having the courage to just show up as authentically as I can. And I love to discuss really weird things and, and talk about things and overthink things. And, and, um, and that's, that's what this is for me. And it's an invitation for other people to show up and join in these weird conversations, but also just embrace what makes you unique and amazing and wonderful and beautiful, whatever that may be. And all the things um, so I love the conversation. I see a couple people are peeking in right now. I hope you'll say hi, especially if you know me. Um, but yeah, stick around, um, for the evening and see, get an idea of what it feels like. Um, tonight, uh, I am talking about Bigfoot. Um, so Bigfoot, <laughs> I am so fascinated by the idea, um, this week is my birthday. Friday is my birthday. So um, I wanted to talk about something that was really fun and fascinating, but also something that I still don't know a lot about. So tonight we're going to be talking about 
Bigfoot. So welcome to Whiskey and Weird, Season 2, Episode 1, Bigfoot Befuddlement. Um, hi, Sean. Really happy to see you here. Um, I wanted to say thank you to you, Sean. Sean joined me in December, and we had a little fun making cocktails with whiskey. Um, I can't recall, Sean, if we if we brought up the um, the idea of grape soda with our peanut butter whiskey because I I actually had a lot to drink that night. I don't think I had eaten much, um, but someone mentioned that the other day, and I was like, oh, that would be amazing. And they said it tasted just like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. But maybe we maybe we did chat about that. So you can let me know if that was something we mentioned. Um, and then thank you to my kiddos who joined me in December also and kind of shared some of the the weirdness that we experience together as a family and some of the things that um, make me a weird mom. I am kind of weird, but um, I think they love me anyway. Uh, so happy to to um, to have them on. Yeah, so don't you think, Sean? Definitely, you guys, if you like peanut butter whiskey, check out the idea of grape soda for a PB&J, like for real. Hi, Mac! My old roommate, Mac, roommate, Mac, he's here. Thank you, sweetheart. It's nice to have you. Um, so anyway, I'm going to get started tonight. We're, we're, we're drinking, um, a friend of mine gave me this for Christmas. And it is, it's actually local here to where I live in the Pacific Northwest um, from the Fremont Mischief Distillery. Let's see if I can get that in there for you guys to see. So the Fremont Mischief Distillery. And um, it's, this one's a, the Skagit Gold Straight Rye Whiskey. And the rye um, used in this, in this whiskey is grown in the Skagit Valley in some really beautiful black soil, 30 inches deep. Um, and it's a, a really um, rare growing experience. And um, like, can't find it anywhere else. So I haven't really tried a lot of rye whiskeys. And I will say the only one that I've really tried so far was from Woodenville Whiskey, which is also local here. And I, it, it wasn't, it wasn't my favorite of the four that I tried there. Let's say that. Um, but that doesn't mean anything, right? I'm still, I'm still learning. Not really sure about what the differences are. Um, and not sure how rye whiskey will affect me. I think I mentioned that I actually have a wheat sensitivity. So some, some whiskeys um, leave me feeling a little gross the next day. Um, but, you know, it's not like I drink a ton. So, so here's this cool bottle. I like the, I like the square bottles. I like that a lot. So I'm going to get my nose in there really quick. Hmm. All right, let's do the nostril thing. You guys remember this part? I have yet to really find that one nostril smells differently. I haven't had that experience yet, really, totally. Um, I feel like there's something a little floral, floral to this, but I will say not really overwhelming notes as far as the nose, but let's get a little pour and I'll take another smell from the, from the glass. See what happens. Oh, there we go. Okay, that's a little different. Was kind of a narrow hole to be smelling out of the bottle, right? Um, 
So those of you listening in, I'm, I'm right now using my nose to, um, to get a feel for the whiskey. And I'm getting some floral, and it is a little more. Something a little sweet there too, but it's not really overwhelming. Um, I mentioned that usually my nose is where I really get the most effects when I'm um, tasting, uh, but this one isn't isn't really overwhelming in terms of those notes. Now I do have a little bit of a stuffy nose, so that could be part of it, but it's not. I'm not like it's not like I can't smell or can't breathe. So let's see, let's just go for a little taste here. Mm. All right. Okay, a little floral. I'm having the very same experience that I had with the last rye whiskey. And that being that I don't, it's not overwhelming to me. It's, or not, it, like, not even in a good way. And I, it's not bad, but um, I don't know if that's rye. I mean, I've had two ryes and both times I've just been underwhelmed. Let's just say that. Um, and then I, I don't want to offend the person who gave this to me as a gift because I will certainly drink it. Um, but it's do it doesn't have the kind of flavor and it might just be how um, rye whiskey sits with me. Um, Sean and anyone else who might listen in, I'm curious if you, um, you know, if, if rye whiskey is something that you've tried, what your experience with it is. Um, let me know in the comments if... Um, if you have, but I'm just going to say, maybe it's just rye whiskey. I don't know what people think about that, but I'm going to drink it. It's not bad. It's just not, it's, it just probably wouldn't be my first choice to just grab and, you know, have a dram of it. It probably would be really good with a mixer, some sort of um, good mixer. I'm not really sure, but, um, you know, slanja anyway, it's good stuff. Yeah, there's just not a lot. There's just not a lot going on. I mean, there's not much of a burn going down, so that's good. I mean, it's pretty easy to drink. Um, yeah, so that's it. it. Doesn't have the burn. It doesn't. There's just nothing that goes wow to me. Um, but I'm. I guess maybe that might be the rye. I'm not. I'm not sure. But Sean, sounds like you've had a similar experience with rye whiskey. So again, um, I just tasted the Fremont Mich Mischief Distillery, Fremont, Washington. That is uh, Skagit Gold Straight Rye Whiskey, um, and grateful, grateful to have that bottle. Grateful for a friend who gave it to me. So, so anyway, welcome again, everyone who's who's listening in. It is um, Whiskey and Weird. Season two, episode one, Bigfoot Befuddlement. Um, I, I am really excited to talk about this and <laughs> really listen to myself talk about this, I guess. But anyone who chimes in and has thoughts about any of it, um, whether you're watching or listening now, um, please, please do. And uh, just for those of you out there who are listening in later, uh, maybe you're listening in on your favorite um, podcast app. But um, I do go live Wednesdays via Facebook and via YouTube. 
You can find me at Whiskey and Weird on either of those. Or again, you can just, just listen in for the audio experience. Um, but yeah, I hope, I hope you'll join me. I hope you um, invite your friends in. And we just, you know, it's a pretty laid back place around here. You know what? If I could, I'd invite you all over to my house to drink whiskey and talk about Bigfoot. But I can't, uh, well, because of COVID, but also because I don't have that kind of house. Um, but we did talk about, uh, on one of the episodes, about doing like some whiskey and weird meetups once we can actually get out and, and do stuff. And I think that would be really, really fun. Um, so anyway, without further ado, let's get into the, to the Bigfoot um, stuff. I just realized I had this book, what did I do with it, that I wanted to share with you guys. And I might have to just share it later, but a great book I picked up on Bigfoot, um, Bigfoot folklore um, by a, a guy by the name of Joshua Cutchin, I think is his last name. Um, Timothy Renner also um, in that book, and I, I'm really excited. I just picked it up over the weekend. I haven't had a lot of time, um, but I'm I'm really excited. I found that book. For those of you who are into the weird, I do. Um, I am a part of the Patreon for the Traveling Museum of the Paranormal and Occult, which is run by Dana and Greg Newkirk. So if you um, if you want to check that out, you can. Hi, Luis. Welcome. Um, uh, if you want to check that out, check them out. It's super cool. If you're really into high strangeness stuff, um, really cool community, lots of interesting people there. Definitely um, have, have a look at that. Um, but uh, anyway, Bigfoot. So if you guys have been watching, you know that ghosts are a commonplace experience for me and have been, um, well, we use the word ghosts because that's the most commonly used word and we've had some discussions around that and what people think they are, I'm not really sure. Um, you know, everyone has a different idea about um, what they believe about that. And interestingly, on that word, I, I don't know how many of you saw the other day um, I posted kind of a kind of a poll, just asking, what do you think Bigfoot is? Do you believe that such a thing exists, and what do you think it is? Um, is it um, a you know biological cute creature of the earth that we just haven't um, discovered in a legitimate fashion yet? Is it an alien species that that comes and visits um, from you know some other world, some other planet, or? Or is it perhaps something that, that travels here through some sort of um, tear in the time-space continuum or portal or, you know, from a parallel universe, anything like that? Um, uh, check that out. Hi, Michelle. It's so good to see you here. So we're talking, we're talking Bigfoot if you want to stick around. So chime in. Do you, do you think Bigfoot is an animal? We just haven't legitimately found... Um, uh, you know, proper evidence for some people would say there is proper evidence, but according to science, not so much yet. Right. Um, do you think he's an alien? Uh, do you think that, uh, he is from another, like a, a another universe and a parallel universe or something and, and just steps in and out, um, and that kind of thing. So I, I, if there's anything, if anyone listens to this and you are a Bigfoot hunter, a Bigfoot person, I would love um, I would love the opportunity to go Bigfoot hunting. I've never been. Um, and I I did reach out a couple years ago to some places to go on some of these kind of trips that you can go on. And I was really disheartened because 
the couple that I looked at were like, okay, yeah, you can come, but it's going to cost you $500 and you need to have a big truck because we're driving in the back roads and you need to have a firearm and all this, all these requirements. And I was like, holy moly, I can't, you know, I don't drive a truck. One, I do get the need for a firearm because usually you are out in the, you know, the back country and, um, there are animals. So I, I get that. And I'm okay with the whole firearm thing personally. Um, as long as you're using it for, you know, things that make sense in the world, um, and don't harm other people for, you know, anyway, another discussion, but you know, someone, someone will think or feel something about that. Um, so I would love to do that. So if in, anyone comes across my, my, um, cast, my podcast here, my live cast, um, uh, let me know. Um, so Luis is asking, is Bigfoot dangerous? I, I don't know. Some people claim that Bigfoot could be dangerous. And if you read the stories that people share, um, some people have felt threatened, have been, there are stories of people being attacked. Most stories that, that are out there are quite the opposite though. Um, and, um, but usually having a firearm would be more about being in the backcountry and, um, the risk of bears and mountain lions and things like that. So to answer your question, Louise, that's where that would really come from. Not not because of fear of the Bigfoot, but because of the other animals that you may encounter. Um, because usually when you're hunting for, for a Bigfoot, you are really out um, out in the backcountry. So, um, but that's a great question, Louise. Thank you. Um, let's see, I'm just looking at these comments really quickly. Michelle, I don't know if you're still on here. She said she had a dream about Bigfoot recently. So I'm going to have to hear about that. You, anyone who listens in knows that I love dreams too. So you're going to have to tell me about that, Michelle. Um, and Sean says, I think it is just a variation. Let's put his thing up here. I think it's just a variation of evolution that has not just been discovered for whatever reason. So yeah, I think, I think that is a really, really plausible, plausible thing too. Um, and that's one of, one of those. So, so again, it is a species, some biological, something that, that started here on the earth and has lived on the earth and has evaded, you know, being, um, caught right. Um, on, you know, on camera. Well, He's been caught on camera, according to a lot of people. So anyway, though, I want to go back because I asked, I mentioned this, um, this poll that I was asking about and, um, a friend responded that he, you know, um, I should have written this down, but you know, he basically said, well, I don't, it's not a matter of like believing that it's not really for him to believe or not. Um, he's just here for a short time, but, um, and I totally get that. I get that, you know, there might not be any purpose in um, knowing what something really is or isn't. And I'm not sure I would agree 100% with him, which is totally fine. Um, we could probably have a really great discussion. Um, and if you're listening, you know who you are. Um, I, I get like that, that, that perspective. And I guess mine's not completely far off, but um, I do, as we might talk about later on an episode, I don't believe that we're only here <laughs> experiencing the earth in one lifetime, I tend to believe that we probably come back here many times. So there might be great purpose in understanding things such as Bigfoot and spirits and energy. Um, I also believe that um, we, what we experience is for us, you know, whether it's a, a ghost experience or a Bigfoot experience, that what we experience is really about 
um, something that's serving us. And, you know, that could be the reason why some people have seen Bigfoot and some people haven't. Some people experience ghosts. Some people don't. Some people, you know, hear a certain message, you know, in an EVP and some people hear other things. Um, but I think that there's value in, in the exploration. And, um, I, I just am someone who, who seeks, who wants to seek out all sorts of experiences and understanding and try to maximize my opportunity during this lifetime, um, so that I can be prepared for any future lifetime or whatever comes after. So for me, it's just about wondering and knowing, and I don't know that I would ever come to, to an exact belief like and I I've never really settled in one static place on anything really I mean if you knew me 20 years ago and asked me certain questions I would have given you a hundred percent different answers to many 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 things and um, I think that's what life is all about and to really kind of now be older and more aware of how I state my perspective being that one that I am this is just where I am right now this is something I'm learning about I'm really interested in it um uh, Sean just mentioned Oklahoma lawmakers using Bigfoot as a way to create tourism and Bigfoot hunting season. I did hear that. And I just, that's ridiculous a hundred ways. Uh, I, you know, whatever. Um, but that, yeah, why? Yeah. Anyway, for another topic, I, I just think that's really, really interesting way to go. And honestly, living in the Pacific Northwest, I think you probably have a way bigger chance of seeing one here than you would in Oklahoma, though Bigfoot is sighted. Like there are stories and sightings all over the globe and have been for centuries and centuries and centuries. Um, he, she show up in all sorts of you know, tales of, of people who have been here, the Native Americans, the Aboriginal, all these people, everyone who live around the world, who have lived, have stories that have been passed down for generation. There's, there's, you know, hieroglyphics and, you know, pictures and writings inside caves that suggest that this being exists. And I just feel like, like, how can we not explore that that possibility when so many people have experienced something that really is similar across the board. Um, I just, I, I, it doesn't, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me to just completely negate or disallow those experiences for people at, at our hearts. I think we believe what we believe. If someone tells you a story about something that we saw at the very least, they believe what they believe, um, what they saw uh, and there's, there's, there, we have to put some value in that just out of compassion for someone who had an experience that may be really remarkable to them. Um, but I, I don't, I think I've mentioned this before in the paranormal supernatural world. Um, I, you know, people, they can be so staunchly supportive of something like, you know, ghosts, these are real things or Bigfoot or UFOs. But then those same people that can believe in something that's so out there, so, you know, supernatural, so um, ab above our, our normal um, understanding, they can understand, they can, they can follow this one thing, but then they completely deny the, the plausibility of one of these other things. That doesn't make any logical sense to me. I don't know if there's anyone else that gets me on that. Um, Sean's mentioning Wendigo, Yeti, Bigfoot, Abdominal Snowman. So... And it goes interesting because there's a lot of, we can talk about that too, that there's 
not not everyone believes that it's the same thing as a Bigfoot. I'm not sure that I do, um, but some people do think it could be the same the same creature. Um, so anyway, fascinating. So where where I am with this, I think that um, I think that I, I think that there is a creature. There's a Bigfoot. There's there's something. I think it's really smart. I think that it's much smarter than humans, which is why we have such a hard time um, capturing it. Um, I don't deny the possibility that it could be from a, a par par parallel universe. Um, I don't deny the possibility that it could be an alien. I actually, right now, in terms of my my exploration of the topic tend to believe it's more likely that it is something not of this world than it is of this world. And, um, and whether it became, uh, as you suggested that Sean, that it's something that started here and has evolved, um, that could be possible, but what if it has been here around here so long and it has made connections with these other things that that's how it survived is because it basically moved to another place. I don't know, but I do right now, I tend to believe in the supernatural side of Bigfoot. Um, and I can't say a hundred percent why other than I think that it, it, it is really capable of things that that we aren't able to yet to understand. So it's it's got some connection in to that in some way that we haven't yet fulfilled. Um, but again, maybe they're just a super evolved species. Maybe humans, you know, we haven't reached that capacity yet. That could possibly be it. So, um, but you know, we 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 have a lot of stories. Um, Mount Shasta, for one. I I you know I I. I'm introduced into lots of different circles of people who have really fascinating perspectives and ideas and experiences. Um, there are a lot of people that believe that under Mount Shasta, for instance, that there is actually a, a group of like ancient otherworldly beings that live under that volcano. And um, it seems like a really, a really weird, you know, um, thing to consider but um, a lot of people suggest that there's a strong connection between UFOs and Bigfoot. Many, 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 many reports have both of those things being um, being cited at the same time. Um, really quick. Oh, hi, Kim. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hope you're well. Kim says, happy birthday. So I'm thanking her. Um, I'm happy that you're chiming in even for a minute. What do you think about Bigfoot, Kim? Are you a believer? Uh, let me know in the comments. So I think that the idea that he could be, she could be it, they, whatever, you guys know what I mean. Um, I don't know why I always first think of Bigfoot as male, because a lot of times that's what people state they think they experienced. Um, and they're, and they're so huge. So that's where I go. Um, but certainly there's, there's um, female and youth versions too that have been cited. But um, this idea that, that like Mount Shasta, so Mount Shasta is like this place that has all of this supernatural stuff going on, UFOs, strange energy, other, other kind of cryptid, you know, things, um, happening. And, um, I think it's just fascinating. And I think a lot of people also think it's really terrifying, which is partly why we don't more know more about it. We have, Mount um, Adams here in Washington state. That's really similar. That's very, 
um, well known for both sightings of UFOs and Bigfoot. So, you know, are they, is, is Bigfoot actually an alien or is he just friends with them? Like, has he known them? Are they here and they all kind of roam around in this supernatural space that we are not yet capable of entering? Um, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? And what kind of stories have you heard? But this, this story of this place of ancient beings living under Mount Shasta is something that I'll have to explore a little further because I actually know quite a few people that believe in this, um, in this theory. One of the most fascinating things about Bigfoot for me that I have heard from people is, um, is their telepathic ability. So I actually have met a couple people. I wouldn't necessarily call them friends, but people that I've spoke to on, on more than one occasion who, who have gone out, who regularly go out um, in search of Bigfoot and evidence that supports their existence and have had these experiences where they're getting, you know, the knocking and they're getting, uh, you know, the tree knocks that we often hear about, or they're getting the calls, um, have had rocks thrown at them. So these are the really common experiences um, with, with when people believe they're um, experiencing a Bigfoot. And people who are have some psychic ability who have claimed that these creatures are communicating with them telepathically. Uh, and I had to say, at least one of these people, their story was really, really believable and plausible to me and really fascinating. And, um, I, you know, and I think that, that people, we are all, we're all possible. We're all possible. It's possible for all of us to, to have some level of abilities that we maybe haven't tapped into yet. Right. Um, so I think that to, um, consider the fact that if these are beings that are much just even if they're just um, beings from earth that are more evolved than us is to say that they couldn't have already tapped into some of this stuff um, you know some people also have suggested that they can cloak themselves um, and you know there's interesting evidence out there from from some investigators um, when catching video and like the Fleur um, cameras that kind of capture um, body temperature that these things appear to just move out of nowhere where they can see them with one camera and the floor floor camera will continue to capture them but the other camera completely lose sight loses sight of whatever it is suggesting that possibly it it completely cloaks itself which is so cool like wouldn't that be the coolest thing to experience um I'm going to pause for a second. So my friend Michelle said she had a dream about Bigfoot just recently, which I think is really interesting. So Michelle and I are um, are in a Reiki mentor class together and um, we, we share all, all sort of weird stuff. So she says, um, I'm going to pull this up so everyone can see it, Michelle. I hope that's okay with you. There was a he and a she in my dream and they carried me and helped me. I was watching them through some brush and they came over to me and picked me up and carried me. I was out in the country. So that's really fascinating. Did, were you, did you feel scared in your dream? I'm really curious, like, um, about that. And I, I mean, it, who knows what that dream means to you, but it's kind of interesting to me that it had that, um, it had Bigfoot in it and here you, you are here tonight, um, chatting with me. So you said you weren't scared. Interestingly, there are stories out there too of people 
who have been aided um, by Bigfoot or they, you know, show up with in, 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 in kindness and do things for people. So it seems completely plausible that if you were in need of help, if one were to come upon you, um, they, they might actually help you. But there's always there's also stories on the opposite. People who claim that they were basically kidnapped and held hostage in a um, in a you know cave somewhere. Um, and who knows if some people believe that some you know missing persons could have been taken by a Bigfoot, for instance. But you know, good and evil exists really in in most intelligent species, right? That there's triggers that create that. I mean, even even among different ape and gorilla species, chimpanzees, things like that, they sometimes do, um, you know, they, they, they do really horrible things sometimes, usually out of protecting themselves. But who's to say that, you know, you have a lone Bigfoot who's having trouble finding food that they might not go after a person. I don't know. My sister Jacqueline is on here. Hi, Jacqueline. You mentioned the word perception. Can you kind of expand on that? I'm really curious what you mean. And is, is that just in terms of, you know, I'm not sure what you mean on that. So, and sometimes I get delayed comments, so I don't know what that is. So if you don't mind elaborating on that um, and anyone else that's on that, I'd really love to know what you think about, about Bigfoot. Um, do you think he's real? Do you have questions that I might be able to answer? Um, I might not, but I will certainly um give it a shot. But we're we're talking, if you're just chiming in to us live, we're talking about Bigfoot and kind of the, you know, the question of what, what is he? Is he really out there? Um, so, okay. So Jacqueline, yeah. Perceiving abduction versus helping. But I think that in the cases of the stories that I've heard, it's really clear what has happened. Um, like someone someone being held in a cave for for um a long time until humans happen to come across and get them i would i would guess that would probably be less helping than um abduct abducting um people who uh but but who knows we don't know but and then other cases where people have been given food or brought food or brought to safety by these which would very clearly be about helping which i guess i guess would be in the beginning, if a Bigfoot came and picked you up and started walking away with you, you'd probably be scared shitless, right? Um, not to mention, I hear they smell really, really bad. That is the other thing that people notice that there's a really distinct odor to them. Um, and all of these things tend to come together. There's the, when they're close by, there's the smell. Um, there is the often rocks being thrown, um, wood knocking. I've also heard more recently too of people people who tend to be a little more um well for lack of a better word who might have some psychic ability who get really 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 bad headaches or start hearing um like ear piercing frequencies in their ears and some people believe that that could could have to do with um you know an attempt to telepathically communicate but not being ready to receive that information. Now, the interesting thing about that is one of these other topics that I am into right now and really exploring just for the sake of exploration really is the idea of angels and other kinds of things that are able to to communicate with us. And that is actually a really common experience too or a belief, I guess, is that sometimes 
you'll get these really weird sounds in your ears or um, get a sudden headache. And maybe you might get like a telepathic or a psychic kind of message, um, but it's not coming through. Um, you know, it's not coming. Yes. Uh, Louise says infrasound. So yes, that's exactly it. Thank you. Um, and so, you know, you're, you're getting these different messages. You're, you're receiving information that our brains may or may not be able to, um, to handle at the time. Um, but you know, is it possible that if you, if you're able to kind of feel your way through that to then have, um, to have that message come through kind of that psychic ability. And I mean, all of these things I think are really woven into each other. And the idea that people have these really kind of over the top experiences with Bigfoot is, is one of the reasons I'm tending more towards this idea that they actually are more of supernatural beings or have transcended, ascended, you know, I, I don't know, um, maybe they're there, but, um, but yeah, there's there's some crazy stuff about out there about about Bigfoot, and um, like I said, I'd I'd really love to get out and and check it out. I'm wondering how many other people would be interested. Like, how how, how many of you? It's like a, a flat out no. How many of you are like yes? I want to. I would love to do this. I would love to explore that. Um, you can give me a like or whatever or or let me know. I know Luis is following me over listening over on. Um, on YouTube, Louise, are you a Bigfoot hunter? Do you like to get out? Maybe you know more than me. I don't pr pretend to know a lot. Just really interested and curious. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of people that think that um, that Bigfoot, for instance, can can is a shapeshifter, right? I don't know if anyone's heard this before, but there's a lot of belief systems around that, especially in in native cultures. Um, there's a lot of different things that, you know, they believe in shapeshifters. Many cultures, Native cultures do, um, Native American that I know of. So, um, and even going back to, you know, cultures like the Druids and, um, you know, way, way, really far back that, that believe in shapeshifters, that believe in, you know, elementals and talk about this in their lore and believe that that Bigfoot might be something along that those lines that sometimes he just shows up that way but maybe he's just part of you know he's he's part of the fae um and is doing that kind of thing so yeah yeah I don't know just really quickly chime in anyone have anyone questions thoughts ideas that are coming into your head about Bigfoot um I'd really I'd I, it's so much more fun when people are interacting with me on this subject but yeah, so the other thing about um, Bigfoot is, is um, you know, people, those people out there who claim to have lots of experiences with them. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know why any one person would have more experiences than another. But then again, it's the same with ghosts, right? Um, you know, there are, there are people, um, that just just have that more often and I think that goes back to the idea of of maybe there's a message there particular to you um, and your experience that you're having and back to my friend Michael's comment that it's not really for him to believe or not but yeah it's 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 what am I getting out of this what what how's this making me feel what's the message what what might be a reason in even in other parts of my life that I'm having this experience right now 
Um, and that's kind of a place that I've been lately in terms of all these things that I explore. Um, but I, I really love to, to, to be able to sit out in the wilderness and interact with something like this, whether it be a Bigfoot or it be fairies or it be elementals or Wendigo. Um, I, I, I just think it'd be really fascinating to experience something that you can't explain. Right. I think it's, it's more fun that way. Don't you think? Um, but you know, also kind of terrifying. Uh, let's see. Sean says an author I read has characters in his stories that are Bigfoots and they exist, exist just outside of humans and are protectors. Yeah. Fascinating. That's very, very much a, um, a belief system that they are here to kind of just look after the human race, that they're serving that purpose. Um, and yeah, why not? Right. Why not? Maybe they are, you know, I just a few minutes ago, I was kind of equating um, their attempts to telepathically communicate with, you know, what people's experiences are when they believe angels are trying to to um, to communicate with them. And, you know, what if what if light beings are just light beings? What if what if we are light beings, but we're just less evolved light beings or than the Bigfoot and the angels and the aliens and um, then all of this stuff. I don't know. But that, I mean, I, that's, that's um, storyline is actually a pretty common, common one in folklore too, that they, they are here to protect us and they're probably watching us way more often than we realize. Um, but then, you know, there's got, there's got to be those stray ones that decide that's not what they want to do, right? I mean, look at us as humans. There's always those people that just want to do whatever the hell they want. There's probably Bigfoots out there that just decide, I don't care what my mission is. I just want to um, scare people or run around and do this. I don't know. But I, I think it's all, it's all, um, it's all really fascinating and we need to continue talking about it. I'm really excited to... Um, to read the book that I have about Bigfoot. I know there are some really good um, podcasts out there too, like Bigfoot and Beyond, which is, I think it's Bigfoot and Beyond that are, um, that's done by a um, couple of the guys from, it's Cliff and Bobo from, um, from uh, Finding Bigfoot. And, um, and they have some really cool stories and, you know, they, I really loved that show a lot. That was that was kind of one of the first things that I watched in terms of Bigfoot. One of the first that was really kind of more mainstream out there. There are so many great YouTube videos and lots of people that do all sorts of exploration in the Bigfoot field. Um, and I loved to watch what they were doing, but I also think they really limited themselves because they, they you know, they, I, I think that we limit ourselves in exploration when we already have decided what something is, even before we really know what it is, if that makes sense. Um, so if we, you know, if we go out and we're looking for, um, you know, something that we believe is only an animal, you know, if it's not, we might not ever experiencing it, ever experience it. Now I think uh, Cliff and Bobo are a little more open-minded to some of that other stuff, especially Bobo, Faye. I don't know if you guys watch that, but that's pretty um, cool. There's the other um, the other show that is on um, Big Expedition Bigfoot. A lot of people don't like that. You know, a lot of people get caught up on, um, you know, TV and what it is. But I, you know, I really appreciate, I, I, I get what TV does to things, that it, it kind of creates this, 
you know, certain um, uh, feeling around something and it, and it really limits what, what we're able to see, what they're able to do. But I really appreciate, you know, people getting out there and trying really cool scientific things to try to, um, to prove the existence of something that's, um, that's out there that we don't know anything about and taking risks too. I mean, these people, yeah, they are out there and they have film, you know, crews and things and they're not by themselves. But the truth is we don't know. We don't know what, what Bigfoot will do, what, what they're capable of. We can only imagine. And I honestly, when I'm watching those shows, I'm more afraid that a bear or a cougar is going to attack one of them than probably a Bigfoot. And that would be the scariest thing um, for me. I've actually been exploring the idea of getting into like solo hiking and solo backpacking. And that would definitely be the fear for me. Um, one of the draws for me is to get out into the backcountry and possibly experience Bigfoot. Um, but I'm scared of bears and cougars. Like that's terrifying to me. Bigfoot, you know, I, I don't know. I tend to believe he's a much more gentle creature than, than some people, um, might want to believe. And, you know, going back to Luis's question about, um, you know, are they dangerous and, you know, Bigfoot's dangerous. No, I think if you take a firearm out into the backcountry, it's because of the bears, um, and I would never, ever harm an animal unless it was absolutely necessary to do that. Um, certainly wouldn't shoot a Bigfoot if I saw one. Um, Sean says, TV is edutainment. It gets you thinking about things and wanting to come back and watch again. I totally agree. I think it serves a great purpose. Whether you're watching, you know, ghost hunting or any of it. And, and you have to be smart. Obviously, what you're getting in an hour is a really just a small piece of what is actually happening and what is going on. Um, you know, I think one of the biggest things too is these people have access to things that the average person wouldn't have access to. And sometimes that can be a little off-putting, but, you know, get after it. Go, you know, go go get out there and start doing it. And maybe someone will, um, will, you know, sponsor you and some cool equipment. But you don't need, you know, what I learned from my friend Pete, who was on my show um, recently is that you don't need crazy tools. You just need, you need like your five senses, right? And you maybe, a, maybe a, a voice recorder, um, which is a great, great way to pick up, um, even experiences with Bigfoot. Uh, that's another thing people go out and use some of these kind of paranormal, um, tools, you know, the EVP recorder and the EMF detector and things like that. And often can be picking up the same kind of things that you would pick up when you're when you're searching for ghosts um so thereby again suggesting that these might be might be supernatural creatures or at the very least they've just kind of ascended to some level of existence that we have yet to achieve which is why we have not um come across them at all but nonetheless really really fascinating fascinating um creatures and i want to read this book that i have and i'm thinking that maybe um, depending on what kind of material I get out of it, I might show up on a, you know, a part two with the Bigfoot thing. And, um, if there's anyone out there who watches this, sh this show or listens in and, um, have some experience with this and you would be willing to come on and chat with me, I would love that. So just reach out. Um, but I think it'd be kind of fun. I think it's, you know, going to be an ongoing, ongoing kind of topic. And um, I'm really excited to to explore more of it myself. 
Um, and if anyone, anyone out there wants to go Bigfoot hunting with me, let me know. Especially if you have a big truck and you carry a firearm. Because apparently that's what you need um, to get out and, and do this stuff. Um, which is probably not really true. But um, that's what it was. And I, I don't think it needs to cost $500 to go out and hunt Bigfoot. But I'd really love to do it. I'll do it on my own if I have to. But I'd love to have people join me. Um, so a real couple of quick questions for people I know who are listening in. So Sean, you're down in uh, Las Vegas, um, Mount Charleston. Are there any sightings of Bigfoot in, in Nevada anywhere? I'm really curious about that. Cause that's not, you know, those Southern States don't come up as much. Um, and Angelique asked, do you think it's possible that Bigfoot is the combination of our North American forests, green man, and the wild men of medieval Europe? Well, absolutely, Angelique. And, you know, the whole notion of green man and pan and all of that, you know, goes way back to to the Druid times and all of these things. So absolutely. I think I think anything is possible. And um I think that, you know, that we've talked a little bit about this whole notion of evolution and ascension that may, you know, I think all along that these things that people have experienced are probably just ascended versions of, of, of the, the beings that we are at our core, that we are, we are existing as, as humans right now. But, you know, another topic, another session, another episode, like, you know, do, do we always come back to earth? If, if we, if we believe in, in living multiple lives, do we always come back? Maybe someday we'll come back as a Bigfoot or something like that. So I think when you get to that question of why do I experience what I experience? What's the message in this for me? Um, people still think, um, still think that he is, you know, um, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> Sorry. But you know, like it, it, if it's, you know, if the green man, for instance, why do I see the green man? Why do I, you know, or, or do, do those things show up for me? Whether you experience something you believe is the green man, or you're just seeing trees that have faces of the green man, or, um, you know, that kind of thing. Like, for me, it just comes down to why am I having this experience that I believe I am having? That's, that's where, where it comes to me. Angelique says, I like to think he's our first protector. A super sylvan. Absolutely. I, I, I think that that's a really, really um, plausible notion. Um, oh, our forest protector. Yeah, I, I do. I think that they're out there. I think they're, you know, there's also a really common um, notion is that they're out here to take care of things that we are um, not taking very good care of ourselves. Um, but protectors at some, some level, Sean mentioned that they are our protectors and they're looking out for us. Um, and you know all of the above. I don't know. I think I think it's all really really fascinating stuff. And I do think it's all connected. For me, this is why I I I tend to move beyond the idea that 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 he's just some animal. You know, some earthbound animal that we just haven't discovered yet. I think I definitely believe he is something much bigger than that. What he is, why he is, how he is, I don't really know. But again, you know where I am in all of my beliefs around these supernatural things is is you know what is the message for me i don't i don't think that these experiences are separate from our faith separate from what we perceive as god i think they're all part of it 
And so, um, and I, I think that all of us, any living creature throughout the universe at its core is the divine light is, the, you know, so I think that's all about the messages that we get, why we see things, what it means for us in that moment. So definitely out there, definitely protectors. Um, I want to experience them myself. Um, just for, I just, I just want to see it and explore it and find out more, um, about Bigfoot, but I'm going to let you know, I'm going to share this book with you in, I'll share it in the comments or, um, on a separate post in my Facebook. Um, I'll probably share it, uh, over at YouTube too, for those of you who are watching and listening in on over there. Um, but I'll share that. I'll pull up some of the, the Bigfoot, um, podcast that I listened into. Um, and like I said, I mentioned earlier, the, um, traveling museum of the paranormal and occult, uh, run by um, Dana and Greg Newkirk. They have a Patreon that you can join and they do all sorts of cool stuff. They have a great show out there um, on YouTube called Hellier. It's also on Amazon Prime, the documentary that they're doing, which isn't about Bigfoot, although he comes into it a little bit, but about the goblins that are believed to exist, you know, in the caves of Kentucky and stuff really really strangely fascinating stuff but I don't know I think it's all it's all interwoven um and you know just wondering and learning and investigating and see how it all comes together and um you know what the experience teaches us I think is the most fascinating thing of of all um so anyway any last thoughts thanks for chiming in everybody Angelique and Sean um, Luis, welcome. I was happy to have you here and chiming in. Jacqueline, uh, Michelle, it was so great to have you. Kim popped in. Um, and anyone who listens in later, please feel free to comment. I do go back and I read the comments. I'm really interested to know what people's experiences and thoughts are. Um, and, you know, I plan to be back here next week. Not sure what um, what whiskey... I um, will try, and I'm not sure if, what the topic will be yet. I might do a little more Bigfoot and maybe just get into more, um, you know, the full crypto, crypto, cryptozoology stuff, zoology, sorry, um, or maybe not. I don't know. I kind of just show up whatever feels interesting to me, but like I said, it's my birthday week. Bigfoot is something that I have yet to get to experience um, even just going out looking for one, even if I don't find one would be really fun. So like I said, if anyone out there is listening that does that and wants to invite me, I'm totally down. Um, but yeah, thanks for being here t tonight, you guys, Whiskey and Weird, um, talking about the Bigfoot befuddlement. I'm really happy to have you along with me. And, um, I hope, you know, I hope that if you like the discussions, um, that you'll share this with people that, um, that you know who might be equally into the weird, but also just as an invitation to show up with whatever you want to show up with. Um, I think that would be fun. So Louise says Dogman could be another great cryptid for a live stream. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. I All of it. I want to do it all and talk about it and learn more about it. Um, the Dogman is such an interesting and fascinating um, topic. And again, I, I, I believe people believe what they believe. And I think that we need to learn from people's experiences, um, whether we've had them or not. So, you know, Dogman isn't one we hear of as often as Bigfoot, but there are a lot of people out there that will swear that he exists and they've um, 
um, she, he, she, it <laughs> exists. So great, great um, suggestion, Louise. Thank you so much. So again, you guys share this if you think it's interesting enough. Um, and, um, you know, listen in again. Like I said, if you're chiming in later, hopefully you're enjoying the audio on your favorite podcast app. Um, you can also find me on YouTube if you don't do Facebook. And you can watch the replay anytime. Um, and I'll be back here next Wednesday. It'll be February, can you believe it? Next Wednesday, Whiskey and Weird, Season 2, Episode 2, um, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, you guys. Thanks for hanging out with me. Cheers.